All right. Hello, 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 and good morning, world. Happy Saturday to you all, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that has taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week. It is always a blast to have you all tune in and participate with us every weekend. As a reminder that every week we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page. On Spotify is the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. YouTube, we have a few videos uh, uploaded on YouTube as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Apple Podcasts, uh, as well as various other places where you can find your podcast and just simply put in the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price and Jamar Goodman. Today is October 23rd, 2021, and we have yet again seen an interesting week in the sports world. But we've seen my brother Jamar, the Chicago Sky, claim their first WNBA title in franchise history. The Atlanta Braves and LA Dodgers, in the midst of a now-heated NLCS battle, Game 6 tonight, as well as the Houston Astros, having now earned their way into the 2021 World Series. Congrats to the Astros. This is uh, their third uh, World Series appearance, Jamar, out of um, the five years. And on the other hand, uh, the holdout in Philadelphia continues uh, with Ben Simmons and this continued saga that is unfolding right between our eyes, between himself, management, Joel Embiid, and so forth. And so with that being said, introduce my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, man. Saturday. All right. So let's get right into it. Uh, let's get uh, into our first and foremost this morning. And so let's talk first and foremost, the Bears and Green Bay Packers. And so um, just in case, Jamar, I'm not sure, but I'm maybe sure you, you are aware. But maybe we can kind of get the people aware. Um, are you aware of some of the mind-boggling comments that Aaron Rodgers made against our Bears this past weekend? Yep, 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 yep. And so, like, some of those comments um, included, I own you, um, Tom Brady, right, even going into uh, this weekend's game in Tampa, stated that um, basically Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears um, and in this case, he might as well get a share of ownership. Um, and he jokingly put this on Twitter um, and they laughed about it. Right. Um, additionally, um, he's, you know, talked about that he'll never, ever, ever play for the Chicago Bears. It's one franchise that he would never play for. And that's the Chicago Bears. And so um, he's been sending major shots, Jamar, um, towards us and, um, I could care less about Aaron Rodgers. Um, if I owned a restaurant in Chicago, he'll never eat there. If I owned a barbershop, he'll never get his hair cut. Um, and so, just curious, what thoughts do you uh, take away from this game from a football perspective? Um, are there any positives and are there any negatives? Uh, well, I guess, I guess the positive would be, you know, Devontae Adams didn't have a Devontae Adams type game. We can say that much. What, four catches for 88 yards? That, that's about it. 
his basically his, his lowest total of the season as far as catches and yards, you know, as far as that combination is concerned. Um, and, you know, we were in the game for the most part. I mean, at some point it didn't feel like it, but I mean, for the most part he was in the game. I mean, he put the game away with about, what, five minutes left type deal. Um, it was definitely some questionable calls. I'm, I'm going to leave mm-hmm. it at that. Definitely, I mean, right? Aaron Rodgers always gets that for some reason. Always. And, and apparently, you know, we can't call timeout. And then there's a flag. Clearly offsides. They don't call it. Thought we had a free play. Nope. Ended up being a pick. Or how about, you know, Justin Fields get his get his bell rung, but they, they called a phantom holding call that canceled it out, so he got a free shot. And I, I don't But, you know, nevertheless, like, like we, we knew this was going to be a tough game, right? And, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers has, you know, historically done well against our Bears. That's that's just what it is. Think he's 22 and 5 against us now? Something like that, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I guess it's just that part of the rivalry where, you know, they, they are dominant against us. It's just what it is. Um, they they got our number. I, I don't I, – Definitely don't like what he said. And I, I applaud Olin Krutz for what he said because I feel like nobody else doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And that and that bothers me. That does rub me the wrong way that none of the like nobody says anything about that. Like no, no current players, coaches, no, nobody has not has anything to say about what Aaron Rodgers said. Like, not not a thing. Okay. I mean, all in all, man, I mean, Packers are a better team. We played hard. We came up short. It is what it is. Just move on to Tampa at this point, man. We're three right. and three. The good thing about it is that we are three and three. Uh, Aaron Rodgers um, and a lot of the fans, man, they're bandwagoners. They're really not real Green Bay Packer fans, a lot of them. Um, they remind me of Dominique, man. He's a bandwagon Patriots fan. And, he always try to talk about my bears, but he's a big bandwagon. Uh, and I, I hope he's tagged. Um, a big bandwagon Patriots fan. And I know it's so many bandwagon Packers fans out there. Um, maybe John Huxbow will be on next weekend. Um, maybe he's not a bandwagon Packers fan. So I won't put that on him, but um, I sure as hell will ask him next week. Um, because Jamar. Me and you ride it down with the Bears. A lot of these Packers fans, they just ride the wave because they got a great quarterback. You got people that literally lied to me this week as I'm working out in the gym this week, saying they're going to the Tampa game. And they're going there, being from Chicago, to go cheer for the Tom Brady. And I'm just sitting there like, really? And so, like, this is – I know, right? This is, like, a lot of folks today that are – um, just bandwagon fans because oh, it's this great quarterback, it's this and it's that. But um, you you ride it down with your team regardless of um, you know, the record of things like that. Um, we are in a way better situation than the Detroit Lions, at least right now. Um, we appear to be better than the Minnesota Vikings, um, in which we have owned the Minnesota Vikings, Shamar. 
Um, and so we got some positives. Um, one thing that we do got to get past is Green Bay, because generally, right, Jamar, when we beat Green Bay, we go to the playoffs. When we don't beat Green Bay, we don't go to the playoffs. It is literally about as simple as that for the Bears. Um, last year was an anomaly because of the fact that COVID allowed us to allow one more team to get into the playoffs, which was us. And so um, we lucked up a little bit last year because of that rule. But um, with the Bears, um, they played hard. So I was impressed by that, Jamar. For the most part, they were in the game. Um, they were not blown out. Um, Justin Fields played a conservative game. He didn't necessarily – one pass was bad, though. He just overthrew that ball way far. Um, mm -hmm. They got picked off in the end zone. Um, but I think overall they played a good game, Jamar. And although you might own us now, Aaron Rodgers, we got news for you. You won't own us forever, okay? And so – as time comes along, um, we will eventually take you guys out. Um, I'll say give us about another year and a half, um, and we'll own you guys as well. Um, and so that is my message for Aaron Rodgers um, as we go forth, Jamar, is that, yeah, you might own us now, but the time is coming to where there won't be much ownership uh, going forward. Um, I don't even know if the Bears are still uh, uh, sell stock to him or any type of ownership to him, his best bet would be to go to Green Bay, not the Bears. Man. So it's like, yeah. And so with that being said, um, I believe someday soon we can beat the Packers. Um, and what it'll take is great defense. Uh, we are a very young team, Jamar. Let's keep that in mind. The Packers are relatively down their prime. Right. The Bears are not in that prime yet. And so once the Bears get in that prime, uh, all this will be it'll be opposite. It'll be flipped. And this is how sports work. This is how everything works. Some people have their time at this time. But then as time progresses, somebody else will have their time. And I mean, so, that's um, that's that's true. It's just it's like I, I want to I do want to beat him. This year, I don't know how realistic that is, but I do because we, me and you both know that he, this is, this is it for him in a package uniform. So, you know, when next year hits, it's like the tie would definitely turn and, and maybe we'll beat up on Jordan Love or whomever is the quarterback there for the next few years. But it's like, will that edge still be there? Because it's like, yeah, we'll be beating them, but it's like, but we, we couldn't beat Rodgers. So does it, is it as meaningful? I see your point. Um, and that's why I'm over skipping the question. I don't know if we can beat Rodgers. I don't know if we can beat Rodgers, but we will beat them damn Packers soon. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know if we can beat Rodgers, but we will beat them damn Packers. Um, it'll be a miracle, man. It'll be fantastic if the Bears go into Lambeau and win this season. Oh, man, that'll be fantastic especially after all that has been said, all the stuff he said and all this other crap in the media, like it'd be fantastic to see. This would be a great spoiling Jamar uh, to his last dance in green Bay. Imagine that, right? I can't wait to this game in Lambeau, his possible last game against the bears, right? In a green Bay Packers uniform. And then we go out and we upset them. That would be fantastic to see. 
that'd be a great spoiling of a last dance. So um, that happens. I'm going to make sure I have a lot to say about that. All right. So let's now move on to our NFL power rankings. Uh, Jamar, can you give us your NFL uh, top five, your power five rankings? Um, and begin with number five, my friend. All right. So what, what a week of football that, that, that we've seen last week. Yes, um, all right. So new team that cracked, cracked my top five is the Dallas Cowboys. They've always been hanging around the top five, but they, they definitely earned a spot in my list here. Um, going in New England, I mean, as we see now that, you know, playing in New England is certified a tough place to play because even the best of teams got to squeak out victories here. And so they, they did just that. That offense is rolling. Trayvon Diggs, their mama that goes that man, mm-hmm. got, got what, his seventh pick, picks his second pick six of the year. You know, out, outstanding win. Like, Dallas are winning games that they normally would lose. So, you know, shout out to them trying to start, you know, basically get them love. Number four, yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. This team is, you know, dynamic. It, it, it seems like, you know, all these injuries and, you know, they still find ways to win and dominate certain games. Um, that was a very impressive win last week against the Chargers. Very impressive. Yeah. And so. You Whoever was going to win that game was definitely going to crack the top five for sure. Absolutely. And so, you know, you got to give, you know, respect to, to Lamar Jackson and them boys. You, you have to respect the Ravens right now. Yeah. Number three, slowly but steadily creeping up the list, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had them at five since like forever, but slowly but surely they are a model of consistency here. Um, even though the Eagles made the game a little interesting towards the end, but nevertheless, it's like, you know, Brady, he just gets it done. That team gets it done. They are battered in the secondary. But, you know, he just, you know, finds a way to outscore the other team. And we'll see him tomorrow. Uh, number two, the Los Angeles Rams, another team that's been pretty darn consistent this year. I mean, look, we've we, we seen how good the Rams can be. You know, last week, they, they did what they were supposed to do to the Giants team. They obliterated them. Tomorrow, they should obliterate the Lions. We'll get into those picks later, but that team is rolling. Um, I love to see it. And then number one, the undefeated team, the Arizona Cardinals. And I feel like I've I've been saying this. If the defense plays average at best, they can make a legitimate run. But last week, that defense looked elite Mm -hmm. against that Browns team. And then whenever that team – Whenever that defense looks elite, that team is scary. That team is scary. They laid the smackdown on Cleveland and Cleveland. Yeah. They they should have everybody's attention right now. That's my top five. Arizona, Rams, uh, Bucks, Ravens, Cowboys. Right. And so, interestingly enough, um, this is very interesting. And so, you put the Rams above the – Bucks, correct. Um, and I see your point. So mine's to be a little bit flip flop because I'm I'm kind of thinking January. And so uh, number five, I'm with you, man. I got the Cowboys. Um, Trayvon Diggs, man, what a year this dude is having. 
Um, not only was that, you know, pick six was impressive against New England. Very big, right, by the way. I mean, he you can tell how he got a clutch gene in him, bro, because um, those type of plays win you games. This was an overtime game. You know, like if the man got his shoestring pulled and he fell, you know, New England probably pull out this game. Um, so that was huge. Um, the edge rush for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, I think, Jamar, is so underrated. Um, you know, the Cowboys don't get enough love on that defensive side of the ball, but I'm showing them love right here on the podcast. Um, we know about the offense. We know what the offense can do. Um, and you got receivers that stepping in, guys that I don't even, you know, if you said that name, I'll know that name. Let's put it that way. But they're not household names, Jamar. But these guys are stepping in and, you know, in the midst of uh, CeeDee Lamb and in the midst of Amari Cooper. And, you know, they, they, these are various slot guys and they are catching the rocks. They are reliable. They are getting first downs. They are moving the ball. And their tight ends are balling out, man, both of their tight ends. And you hearing their names every weekend, Jamar, around the goal line, throughout various first downs. So the Cowboys, man, they are descending. I mean, they are ascending. And they are ascending to the point to where they could be a team. If I was the Bucks, if I was the Rams, I would be Jamar super nervous if I got this team coming into my stadium. Um, it, it would be, you know, you you know, you win for a game for real. You know, you win for a serious, serious game. Um, number four, the Rams. And so, in regards to the Rams. Um, the L.A. Rams, they are, you know, they're the Rams. I mean, look at what they're doing, Jamal, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and that's not even to mention the Hall of Fame is that they got on the other side of the ball. Uh, this is a team that for sure can win it all. Um, it all goes back to Matthew Stafford. But Matthew Stafford has um, proven me wrong thus far this season. Um, and he can hit deep balls, Jamar. His deep ball is so gorgeous. You ever just see that man throw a deep ball, Jamar, just look at how beautiful the ball flows and how it just <laughs> drops, and it's like a bomb. It reminded me a lot of Kurt Warner, man, and I, I'm not trying to compare these teams, but in a way I'm trying to compare these 99 Rams to these 2021 Rams, um, the greatest show on turf uh, from 1999. That's how explosive this offense is, um, and it shows you that, you know, just how explosive they are a number of explosive teams in the NFL. Um, and so the Rams are just one of them. They're just one of them, of many great offensive teams. And so, um, boy, we get to the playoffs, man. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be fun as ever. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, my lone AFC team uh, is the Ravens. So the Ravens, um, I'm really impressed by the Ravens, bro. Like, you know, maybe the Chargers are a little bit overrated. I don't know. But um, the way they did the Chargers, um, the way they came back, you know, against the Colts, um, yeah, they lucked up against the Lions. The way they beat the Chiefs and they came back against the Chiefs, Jamar, like, this is a very impressive team. And um, a lot of these guys that I got on this list are MVP candidates. Yeah, Tom Brady might not get much love. He's number two on my list. But, you know, like when it comes to the MVP candidates, all of these guys are my top five are lead MVP candidates and are having fantastic years. 
And it's going to be tough this year, Jamar, to decide on who's going to be the MVP. It's going to be tough because these quarterbacks, they are all balling out, out of their mind, for real. And so um, to pick the MVP, to pick the offensive player of the year, is going to be really, really, really tough. So um, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, My only concern with the Ravens, Jamar, is this. They're running backs. So as you know from a fantasy perspective, um, their running backs are out. And so now Devontae Freeman um, is listed to start. When he came in, and we were, I think he came in on a practice squad just a few weeks ago, damn near. I mean, I know it's mm-hmm. week seven, but that's just to show you, like, it hasn't been that long, and now he's already starting for this team because their running backs are depleted. Um, just curious, from a fantasy perspective, for the Baltimore Ravens, are you picking them up tomorrow? Are you picking any running backs up tomorrow for the Ravens as they face off against um, Cincinnati? The Ravens yeah, Cincinnati tomorrow. Yep, the Bengals at the Ravens. Like, um, I mean, Devontae Freeman does have some value. Um, if it was like deeper league, say you was playing in a twelve team and higher, then then yeah, just because uh, because of uh, I guess lack of you know anybody else that you could probably pick up at the time if you need a running back. If your running backs are injured or somebody's on the bye, then yeah. And the Bengals' run defense isn't the greatest at all, so so yeah. I mean, he has some value. I wouldn't like have high expectations or anything, but I mean, he can you know be a filler if need be. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why I ask is because that's a big – it's it's a concern, but in today's league, it's not a concern for me, Jamar, right? I feel like if you got the right lineman, um, you got a hungry running back. You know, that, that position, a lot is up here. Um, if you got a guy that's hungry, man, that's willing to come in and bust his butt on that field, he'll get him some yards. Um you know, especially if he got a good uh, offensive line and he got Lamar Jackson is back there, which is automatically going to just help him out. Um, and so, you know, the Ravens are number three on my list. Um, we'll see how they do going forward, but they are off to a great start. Um, and so the Ravens are going to be number three for me, Jamar, but the two, the second team is the Bucks, And the reason why I didn't put the Rams number two um, is because I feel like if it really mattered, I feel like Tom Brady would figure out a way to beat the Rams. Um, And so that's why I got the Buccaneers as my second team. Um, The one thing about the Buccaneers is, you know, their secondary is not the best. It's banged up. Um, But they still find ways to squeak out games. Um, They find ways to be explosive when they have to. Um, I honestly believe, uh, bro, that they got bored with the Eagles. If they needed to score, they would have scored, period. Um, You know, sometimes you just kind of play down to the love of your opponent, Um, especially if you know, like, you're going to do what you have to do when it matters. And Tom Brady's been in that point millions of times. Um, So I got the Bucs as uh, my second best team, and uh, my best team is the Cardinals. Um, The Cardinals are whooping on people, man. Last week was – you know, just another example. That was a big game, you know, and they came out and they dominated from the start. Um, you know, their defense, as you state, if they can get a defense, if they can get that defense to just play halfway good, 
Um, the sky's the limit because Kyler Murray, man, and the plays he's making, um, the touchdowns he's running, like, to see him run that touchdown last week, it was just like, wow. Like, it was effortless. But it happened so fast. It happened so fast to where the crowd was just looking like, damn, they scored that fast. And so um, this offense looks amazing. Um, they are another offense that is um, trending, I would say, on an all-time great level. And I, I truly believe, man, that when this season's over, we're going to be looking at some offensive stats and we're going to be saying, wow, um, this is definitely an offensive league um, because we got some great quarterbacks for sure. And so um, my number one team uh, right now is the Cardinals, and uh, that is my top five. And so, my brother, Jamal, let's get into who you got. Uh, let's get into our segment. And so All let's right. begin this week with college football's most notable games this weekend. And so I got my Purdue shirt on. I'm rocking my Boilermaker shirt, my friend. And the reason being is because we are ranked 25th in the country right now. After hey. last week's upset, we are ranked 25th in the country. And we got Wisconsin. So who you got, Jamar? Hey man, they 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 laughed at us, man. They 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 laughed at us. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't think we had a shot last week at all. And they did that. So not just beat them, not just beat Iowa. I mean, they beat all up on Iowa and Iowa, the second ranked team in the country. That's nuts. That's only crazy. allowed seven points. That's wild. That that shook up a lot of things. Yeah. Hey, man. So new football is known to shake up some college football playoff uh, <laughs> stuff. You know, they've done this before. Um, boiler up, man. Boiler up. Yeah. Um, I'm, take, I'm taking our school, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm going to roll with you. I think uh, Purdue is a good football team. It will be a tight game. This is Wisconsin, Jamar. They were, you know, one of the top-ranked teams going into the season. Um, they did, you know – or at least it was, you know, highly, you know, stouted that they would have a great quarterback. Um, and so, as we know, Jamar, college football, right, you know, it just takes us any given Saturday. And so um, I think Wisconsin is going to come in with an any given Saturday uh, mentality. Purdue, um, they are ranked now, bro. So you know how sometimes you have – some people have success, and then when they get the success, they're not used to it. This is, I hope this is not Purdue to where they are ranked 25th now and that they're not like, all right, let's get some butterfingers now. Let's get nervous now since we're ranked 25th. But instead that they relish the moment, take care of the moment and be like, all right, we're ranked 25th. Let's try to go higher. Let's get ranked higher. You know, let's not be ranked 25th for a moment and then just crash. (laughs) And so I hope this doesn't happen to Purdue. Um, that's my biggest concern, um, is the mental aspect. And so, um, but with that being said, um, we are at Purdue, um, nice home field there. And so, um, I'm gonna go with the Boilermakers. All right. A good old fashioned showdown, USC at 13 Notre Dame. And keep in mind, Jamar, that we're in a lot of, let's say a lot of teams got a lot of buys this week. And so, um, it's not like a lot of big games going on. So these are the two, some of the biggest games right here. And so uh, USC at uh, Notre Dame, um, good old fashioned, um, you know, rivalry there. 
And um, I'm highlighting some Indiana football today. Who you got? Man, you know, like, I feel like Notre Dame has a golden opportunity here to crack the top 10. Like, they, they, they really do. But then it seemed like, you know, their accident waiting to happen, like the Dallas Cowboys in a sense. Yeah. Um, I actually got a coworker that's going to this game today, too. Nice. Um, I am picking – I'm picking the Trojans. I'm, I'm picking wow. USC. Upset. Yep. Upset. That's a, that's a good upset. Um, for me, I don't know nobody on the Trojans. Um, I at least have watched Notre Dame a lot this season. Just because, right, they're Notre Dame and they be on Channel 5. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so um, for that reason, I don't really know much of what's going on with the Trojans. I just know that they've had a very up and down season. Um, and I do think that Notre Dame is the better team. They are in South Bend. And so they tend to pull out games in South Bend outside of that whooping against the uh, number two Cincinnati uh, Bearcats. But they're the number two team in the country. And that's a very, very, very good football team, by the way. Um, but I think Notre Dame's a relatively decent football team, Jamar. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Uh, some other notable games. Um, and I think this is a potential upset, bro. Um, Clemson. They've had an up-and-down year, right? We, they came in ranked, you know, as one of the top teams in the country, fresh off college football playoff berth. The rookie, the, the quarterback, right? Um, you know, this kid came in last year, right? He was the kid that came in and beat. Um, no, he was the kid that played against Notre Dame last year, remember? Right, yep. He, he was the kid that played against Notre Dame last year, and he was lighting it up, right? Like, you know had a pretty, you know, relatively good outcome um, when Trevor Lawrence was out those two games. Um, so it was a lot of excitement, right, going into the season. But thus far, he has not um, delivered. Um, and they have been relatively rocky, pulling out really close games, games that usually, as we know, bro, uh, Clemson usually will blow people out. Um, but it has not been the case lately. And so um, Clemson right now, they are very volatile, but they are at 23 Pittsburgh. And so I think this is a very serious potential upset today. Um, Pittsburgh is a team that's ascending. They've come out of the blue, bro. They have been fantastic this season. This is a great season for Pittsburgh, whereas this is like a what the hell season for Clemson. <laughs> and so it's very dangerous. I'm just saying it's very dangerous. Uh, for Pittsburgh today. And so um, just keep an eye out on that game. And then we also want to show our SWAC love, our HBCU love, uh, Bethune-Cookman, the boys down in Florida. Uh, they traveling over to Jackson State, Mississippi um, to take on Deion Sanders in Jackson State, in which um, they are doing a lot of great things. They hosted this um, Instagram fitness model, Brittany Rayner, um, at their um, game last week at their homecoming. It kind of just was all over social media. And um, he also stated that Jackson State could uh, become a FCS school somewhere down in the future. So I'm loving what he's doing, Jamar, in regards to promoting HBCU football, um, not only, of course, promoting this program, but he's getting eyes, more eyes down there, you know, um, to attend these games, 
um, to look at these guys as NFL prospects um, and to view them as serious NFL prospects, you know. And so um, his son, Shadir Sanders, is having a fantastic year as well. Um, he's the starting quarterback for Jackson State. And so um, Bethune Cookman at Jackson State uh, later on this afternoon. All right. So let's get into our NFL Week 7 picks, my friend. So let's uh, pull up the schedule. We got a few good games going on this week. We got a few good ones. All right. Let's start with a good one. Um, the Titans last week, bro, they pulled out an impressive one last week. Um, beating Buffalo. <laughs> Me and you both picked Buffalo. Now, it was a questionable call, but, you know, I kind of agree with it. It was like, you know, Sean McDermott has done that plenty of times, right? Like, and the way the game was going, I kind of felt like they were going to make the two-point conversion. Just the way the defenses were playing. The defenses were just like, they were burnt out at a certain point in the game. But the Titans, man, um, Derrick Henry, bro. Derrick Henry. He opens, he, he changes games, ladies and gentlemen. His running changed that whole game last week. And it does, right? That's what he do. Like, it opens up the, 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 the you know, the slant for A.J. Brown. And what you, if you watched that game last week, A.J. Brown ate off the slant because they're biting off the fake word about this man, Derrick Henry. He ran so fast last week, Jamar, for a touchdown. They stated it was the fastest run by a running back this season. And for me, that's just hard to believe that he is that fast, that big, to where he is literally one of the fastest, not backs, but players in the whole football league. And they have a guy that strong. But then you still got people want to say CMC is a better running back. Get out of my face. Like, just stop. Like, please, 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 please. That has been dismissed years ago for me, right? I, th- I yeah. think that's been dismissed about two, three years ago for me. And so um, this man changes games, man. This is a big game for both of these teams. Um, somebody got to win, though, Jamar. So who wins, Chiefs or Titans? Woo-wee. Man, yeah, like, like you said, what a game last week. What a game. Um, and, and, and did you know, like, Derrick Henry, like, Yards after contact is, is is second in the in the league in rushing. Yeah, that's and that's man. crazy. This is not just world second in rushing. This is after contact. This is after yes. he gets hit by people. <laughs> yes, and then and then the last note to that. Uh, so so realistically, Nick Chubb is the second leading rusher. Well, entering you know this week. And he's right. closer to being a 27th rusher as in being close to being first. That's how big of a gap that is. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, with all that said, I'm, I'm picking Kansas City. I'm picking Kansas City. All right. I'm picking Kansas City. Um, I feel like even though, yeah, he changes game. It's going to be a close game regardless. But I, I I trust the Kansas City offense more than I trust the Tennessee Titans defense. So I'm going uh, Kansas City. Mm. Tennessee, man, what a schedule they got thus far, right? <laughs> they got a pretty rough schedule, man. Um, this is a tough game, man. 
But you know what, Jamar? I think if the Titans pulled out Buffalo at home, I think they can pull out this one against Kansas City. The way my man Patty Mahomes has been playing, man, he's been a pick machine lately. I don't know what's going on, bro. Like, you know, like he's throwing a lot of interceptions. Um, and don't get me wrong, they're still blowing teams out um, as they did last week, which is very impressive. Um, they could easily be five and one, as we know, Jamar. They could easily be five and one. Um, yep. But they're three and three. Uh, that's what makes this game extremely <laughs> tough. Um, Damn it, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And and, and when it comes down to it, you just got to go with what you feel is the common denominator, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I want to go with the Titans because they're at home, because they got the momentum, because I want to believe this team is a really good team, and they are, but Patrick Mahomes could get hot at any moment and get cooking and change the game as well. It, it, whoever wins, whoever loses, I'll just take that L. If, 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 if the Chiefs lose, I'll, I'll just take that L. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs, man. I'm going to go with the safest bat here, bro. I'm going to go with the safest bat. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs for that reason. All right, this might be a hard game to pick, Jamar. I don't know. Um, the Jets at the Patriots. Ooh, we the Jets are coming off a bye, so they didn't lose last week. So, okay. <laughs> oh you man, uh, no, they they did. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking New England, man. I'm taking New England. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go New England as well. Um, the Jets are coming off a win, which is great. Um, they did win in London a few weeks ago. Um, they are coming off a bye. The Patriots do play tough at home. And so for that reason, I'm going to pick the Patriots, right? They almost beat the Bucks. They all, they went into overtime with the Cowboys. And so it shows me something about this New England team, right? And so, um, for that reason, I think the Patriots, um, take care of the Jets. Uh, the Bengals at the Ravens. Sounds like a fun game. Whew. Man, <laughs> like normally I would just say Ravens and be done with it. This this is actually going to be tough. It's a, it's a division game on top of how good the Bengals are actually playing right now. Right. I'm, for, 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 for picks purposes, I'm going to have to pick the Ravens. I, I want to pick the Bengals. I really do. I really do. I'm picking the Baltimore, though. Yeah, I'm going to pick Baltimore. Um, after what they did to the Chargers last week, um, after me watching the Bengals on the road, losing our Bears the way they lost, um, Bengals have had struggles on the road for sure. And so um, that's one weakness for the Bengals is their road uh, play. And they're playing against the Ravens, just so be it. Um one denominator here, Jamar, as we stated, is they're very thin at running back. And uh, Devontae Freeman, um, who just basically got off the couch a few weeks ago, is uh, starting at running back. And so um, that's something to look out for. Um, 
I think Jamar Chase still has a great game, man. I think the Bengals offense has a great game, but they're playing against Lamar Jackson. And so he can match for match anybody on the offensive side of the ball. Um, it doesn't matter who it is. And so um, I'm going to go with the Ravens just because they're at home, bro. But I think this is a close game. Definitely do. Uh, Washington at the Packers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers, too. Um, if Washington go in there and win that one, man, that would be a shocker for everybody. Be pleasantly um, thrilled. <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice to see. Uh, the Falcons at the Dolphins. Man, I feel sorry for uh Dolphins situation right now, man. Like, them losing last week in a tough, you know, losing to Urban Meyer, Mr. Uh, Doublefinger, man. Losing to Urban Meyer. Like, <laughs> this is – this is, you know, oh, just hated to see it. Um, and, and Brian Flores right now, man, he has to come out and publicly endorse, right? He has to come out and publicly endorse Tua because people are screaming to get Tua out of Miami. Um, and it's just sad to see, man, a whole quarterback situation because the Dolphins are one of five, Jamar, for me because of Tua's injury. Um, he is the post of that team. Uh, he's important. But he is all right. He's he's just not great. Maybe just not yet. And so right now the Dolphins are reeling, man. Um, do they bounce back against the Falcons at home? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, Dolphins on a five-game losing streak. Um, they they had to you know be a part of Urban Meyer grinding out a win last week. So so yeah, I think. Uh, I think two and them gets it done. I, I I don't trust the Falcons. I don't. So I'm taking the Dolphins. Mm. This is interesting. The Falcons win and they three and three. People are gonna be like, all right, three and three. That's a pleasant surprise for the Falcons. Um, the Dolphins lose Jamar. It's gonna be really bad rumblings, more rumblings in Miami. And I hate to say this, but we know they got a black head coach. And so him being one and six always just kind of raises questions as a black head coach. And so I hope he does not fall to that level um, just because I know how folks are, especially with African-Americans in this country, um, especially dark skinned African-Americans. And so um, I hope Brian Flores doesn't lose. Um, I know he's a great coach and um, the Dolphins, you know, they just had brought back to it. This is his first game, right? Um, they really should have won that game last week after I watched it. Um, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. I know the record is one and five, but um, it's a reason why they're one and five for sure. But I think this uh, record, um, can't look at that record. That team is a lot better than that record. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins, bro. Um, the Panthers at the Giants. What an opportunity for the Panthers to bounce back. So who you got? Oh boy. Um see, like part of me wants to, you know, start doing some, you know, outside the status quo here, just just so I can maybe catch up for what for the lack of picks I got last week. But 
I got to pick. I, I got to pick Carolina. I, I have to. Like, it's the better team. And the Giants, I don't even know who's playing at wide receiver tomorrow. I know who's not playing, but I don't know who's playing. That's that's the problem. So, I don't know. Right. I'm picking, picking the Panthers. They got a lot of people out tomorrow, right? They got Galladay out. They got Barkley out. They got uh, Shepard out. They Well, Shepard may play. Kadiris, okay. Tony I just is ran, out. Okay, because I ran into some on ESPN talking about like four or five people out tomorrow. Yeah. And Shepard and um, Slayton are questionable, so who knows? Mm. Yeah. This is these are these guys are questionable outside of all the other people out. <laughs> so uh yeah. Um and Daniel Jones, is he, is he playing tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. That makes it interesting. Um but no, I'm gonna go with uh the Panthers. I think the Panthers are the better team. Um one thing tomorrow is um Stefan Gilmore hits the field tomorrow too. Um, that makes a big difference, um, especially with uh, what the Giants are going through at wide receiver right now. Um, for me, the Panthers appear to definitely be the better football team, but the Giants are always dangerous in New York. Um, that is one place where they win every now and then um, on a blue moon basis. Um, sure. But I don't know if uh, they pull out a blue moon basis tomorrow. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um the Raiders, man, um, and I think the Broncos, man. The Broncos are just—they are who we—they are who I thought they were. I'm gonna put it that way. Um, starting out three and zero, that was exciting. I'm like, wow, three and zero, Denver. <laughs> mm-hmm. But over the past few weeks, they have um, definitely shown that um, they are not a contender. Um, they got whooped by the Raiders last week. And it was a prime opportunity to beat the Raiders because they just had let go of John Gruden, um, Mr. Email. And now, I don't know if you heard in the media, they're saying that it's a lot more behind this now. Oh. Well. And so um, we're going to be hearing more about this as the week come up. Uh, that is more than emails. <laughs> oh. And so we're going to be seeing more about that. But um, the Raiders looked happy, man. They looked happy without John Gruden. They played a hell of a game last week. Um, the Eagles, on the other hand, they got explosive ability, Jamar, right? They'll hit you with a 50-yard play. They'll hit you with a 25-yard run. And then for the rest of the game, they won't get no plays. They won't get nothing on offense. Um, the Eagles are a prime example of, like, what the hell? Um, two and four. Um, they did pull out an impressive win a couple weeks ago. Um, Eagles at the Raiders, who you got? If the Eagles would run the ball more, they'll actually yeah, that's, put that's up part more of their points. Problem. They don't run the ball good enough. Like, run they don't the run it freaking enough. ball. Like, I, I read a stat the other day, and it's mind-blowing, but it kind of makes sense. So, Miles Sanders, it, on his runs, is like, on positive runs, is 98.2%. That is the highest in the NFL. But yet, they don't utilize them. Right. Uh, um, I know. I know. I say it's a, teams that come to Vegas is a trap game. This is the one I'm feeling froggy. Right. I'm taking Philadelphia. Mm. All right. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Um, 
The Eagles, man, you know, they are volatile. You're right, Jamar. And they're very froggy up and down. Um, the Raiders are still having these issues right now internally within the organization. Um, but I do think they're a good football team, Jamar. They, um, they get this win tomorrow. It'll be really bright in Vegas for sure if they go five and two. They lose tomorrow to the Eagles. It's going to be more questions. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but I think the Raiders are the better team, and they're at home, bro. So for that reason, I'm going I'm to go with the Raiders. Um, Detroit at the Rams. Uh-oh, Jamar, do the Lions get their first victory tomorrow, bro? <laughs> this Jared Goff. Get the Jared Goff get revenge against his former team on their home field. <laughs> no, <laughs> this would be a great story if it happened. I swear it'd be a great dude. Story. That that'd be insane. We'll be talking about this for like for years, for years. Two number one picks traded for each other, going yeah. from a like a great situation to a dumpster fire and vice versa. And then the dumpster fire right. team comes in and wins on, on, on the road. Oh my God. Right. Uh, mm. I, I, mm. What a mm-hmm. first win. This would be for Matt Campbell. Man. Like I, I thought I, I call him it. Mr. Campbell soup. I can't help it. Just <laughs> the last name, Mr. Campbell soup. And so, um, yeah, man, the lines, I mean, you know, sure. I mean, I, last I, week they got what bro. They, I mean, they got stomped. Um, but outside of that, most of their games have been competitive. They haven't been getting, you know, right. Giving up games. Yeah, they, they, they. I feel but like I don't know if tomorrow they even be in that opportunity. No, nah, <laughs> like, it's gonna be a repeat of last situation. week. No, nah, it's, it's 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 curtains for them. Rams about nah. to stump the crap out of them. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, I think the Rams. Yeah. It's gonna take a miracle out the sky, like uh, you know how you like an asteroid. Just this is gonna take some just out of the ordinary for the Rams to lose at home tomorrow to the Detroit Lions. First off, the Rams are way too explosive, too many weapons. They move the ball too fast. Um, nah, I I don't see this, man. Um. The Rams lose this tomorrow. The NFL world is going to be talking about this on Monday morning for sure. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, now, they're going to talk about that, Jamar, immediately after the game's over. Um, but I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, the Texans at the Cardinals. Uh, let's, let's make this brief, Cardinals. I'm, definitely going I'm with you, bro. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. All right, let's talk about this other one, man. We got our Bears at the Bucks. Who you got? All right, so the Bucks have uh, Gronk out, have Antonio Brown out. Um, I think there's some other injuries. Of course, their secondary is all banged up. Whew. I, I, I. I honestly, I don't see a path to victory for our team right now. I, I don't. I don't. Even with those injuries, it's like, so it's like Tom Brady could still be Tom Brady. Like Leonard Fournette might, you know, pop a one or two loose on us. I don't know, man. 
He still got Evans and Godwin. I, man, I, I don't see a path of victory for, for our Bears at this moment. Maybe that might change between now and tomorrow, but I, I don't see it. I, I got Tampa. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, you know, I was already out of my mind last week for picking the uh, Bears to beat the Packers, but I legitimately thought that, I swear. Um, I thought there was a path hey. for victory against the Packers last week. I mean, we, we were up 7-0. Justin Fields should have had a free play. The whole, mm-hmm. the whole, the whole, t- the whole stadium knew he jumped all sides. Apparently, the the rest, you know, never sees it. He throws, he know. threw a pick, and that changed the momentum of the game. Had that not happened, I, I felt like we would have been in prime position. But hey, that's neither here nor there right now. True. Um, speaking of prime position, um, it'd be very interesting. More eyes will be glued to the TV, Jamar, if the Bears are in prime position tomorrow against the Bucks. But I don't expect them to be in prime position tomorrow. Um, I think the Bucs take care of the Bears at home. Um, I do think the Bears can come out like they did in Cleveland, bro, and get a nice start. They do tend to start off games well, Jamar. That's one thing we've seen with them. They can start off a game really well. But as the game wanes on, they tend to kind of just weigh down, especially the offense. Get um, stagnant. Yeah. Um, so I can see a good start. But I don't know if they finish strong. Um, so I'm going to go with Tampa, man, at home. Um, the Colts at the Niners. Um, is Jimmy G back in the start lineup tomorrow? Yes, sir. Okay. So who you got? <laughs> oh, man. This is – I feel like this is an interesting game. Um, you know, I, I know the Niners are a good team. Who are whomever is that quarterback? They they're normally a good team, uh, and I guess Carson Wentz statistically hasn't looked as bad this year as opposed to last year so far. Uh, look, I, I I need to make up ground here, and I'm pretty sure I know who you're picking. So I, I'm gonna take the road team. I'm gonna take the Colts. I, I feel like I'm gonna regret that. Colts fans, but I'm, I'm gonna take the Colts. I'm pretty sure I know who you take. No, bro, you got it wrong this time. I'm going with the Colts. What? Yes, what? I'm going with the Colts. Yes, and the reason why I'm going with the Colts is because I'm impressed of how they've been playing lately. They did blow the game in Baltimore, but they look pretty damn good with Carson Wentz at quarterback. They almost beat the Rams. Remember when Carson Wentz was in the game? Jacob Beeson got in, and it just went downhill. He's so bad that the Colts cut him. <laughs> and the, I mean, this is the heart of the season. Like, this ain't the end of the season. This ain't like the offseason. They said, God damn it, you got to go now. Like, they cut him, like, in the middle of, like, damn. This ain't even a – this is like the, the fourth point of the season, and they cut this man. Like, this is like – here we are, third way into the season because it's 17 games, and they cut the man. Um, that is, like, crazy. Um, especially a quarterback, that's your backup, Jamar. That's your backup. So um, that was, like, mind-boggling news. Um, but when Carson Wentz is on the field, Jamar, they are a pretty good team. I think this, Jamar, is going to be a really good football game, bro. I think this is going to be a really – because the Niners play pretty good at home. When, they, when Jimmy G plays, they're a pretty good football team, as you say. Um, 
And it looks like when Carson Wentz plays with the Colts, they are pretty explosive too. Um, T.Y. Hilton was out last week, right? He got in the game and got put out. But they blew out um, the Jaguars. And so maybe he just got out, Jamar, although he wasn't as hurt. And they just said maybe get out because, like, we're blowing him out already. I don't know what that situation is with T.Y. Hilton. Um, but they've been playing without him pretty well. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the Colts, although I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners win it late at home. But I'm going to go with the Colts because I like how they've been playing lately. Um, as stated sometimes in the NFL, this is a what have you done for me lately league. All right. Um, Saints at the Seahawks, bro. Um, did James Winston eat that W tomorrow? I I, I want to say yes. I'm not all the way confident because I, I know how this can go sometimes. Uh, That's where Jacob Easton is now in Seattle. He got picked up already? Yep. Oh boy. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pick the Saints. I'm not all the way confident in that one, but I'm, I'm a pick them. They, they should be the better team on Monday. They should be. And the Saints, bro, they've been playing pretty good on the road, man. Um, they've been a pretty good team on the road, and this is an ample opportunity, right? Russell Wilson's out. You got Geno Smith at quarterback. Um, right now, they're starting to question him because they brought in Jacob Eason. And so um, the Seahawks, though, they did play pretty good, right, Jamar, last week against the um, Steelers, lost in overtime up in Pittsburgh. Um, but the Saints, I think, are the better team uh, overall. Um, if these were, you know, if Russell Wilson was playing, I might say something different, but uh, based off of how these two new teams are constructed at the moment of October 23rd, um, I'm going to go with the Saints, bro, on the road. I think Jameis uh, East that W tomorrow. But Jameis Winston, this is his damn problem, right, Jamar? It's just such a roller coaster. And so win one week, lose the next week. Look, Jamar, two weeks ago, throw a pick on the first play of the game, on the very first play of offense, 80-yard touchdown. It's just like Jameis, like to the core, right? Like this is just what he does. And so um, I'm going to go with the Saints. Please don't let us down, Jameis, please. Because um, it seems like, you know, he's just so up and down, man. It's crazy. Um, and those are uh, week seven NFL picks. All right, my brother, let's get into some other sports. Um, so we seen last night that the Astros – uh, they clinched their uh, birth to the World Series. Um, they are looking good. They whooped all up on our socks. I mean, just annihilated the socks. But we saw that coming, Jamar, since June and July. Um, so that happened. And then they um, were down against the Red Sox, in which the Red Sox, Jamar, they had they got bats in Boston, bro. Like Cal Schwarber, those cats, they were balling out in Boston, putting up a lot of runs. And the Astros um, were down 2-1. And after that, they just kind of caught that mojo, man, and um, took three straight from the uh, Red Sox. Um, but we got a similar situation now in the NLCS. And when I say similar, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers were down 3-1 last year against the Atlanta Braves. And the Atlanta Braves got butterfingers and choked. And the Dodgers came back and eventually took that and had an easy run in the World Series. Um 
Does that happen again this year? Do the Dodgers, bro, because we picked the Dodgers to win the National League. Um, but baseball is one of those sports to where, like, it's really about the team that it's always like that team you never expect. I swear it is. Here we go again with the Braves, right? I didn't expect them. I really was looking at the Dodgers and Giants, um, especially being at the Dodgers, right? Beat the Giants. Their, their playoff experiences we were stating all summer would overtake the Giants when it mattered, and it did. Um, but they ran up against the Braves, and the Braves are like, nobody expected us to be here. We got none to lose. Um, so they're up 3-2 against the Dodgers, bro. But it's a big one tonight in Atlanta um, with the Braves to um, potentially clinch to go to the World Series. And so um, I just want to know, bro, do the Dodgers get out of the hole this year? Um, as they did last year, or would the Braves go ahead and uh, go to the World Series? Like, logically, I like just from a logic standpoint, I can't imagine this happening again. I, I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's all they're thinking about right now. It's like there's no way that I'm going to allow this team to do this to us 365 days later. I, I can't. Right. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't see it. So therefore I don't believe that that's going to happen. If that happens, you know how demoralizing that is. That's like, that's like equivalent to the Buffalo bills going to four straight Super Bowls and losing that. That's, that's what it would feel like. So therefore, I mean, no, I I don't see the Dodgers, you know, pulling it out. If they do, that's, that's, you know, that's just beyond incredible here, but I I can't, man. I, I just can't. Um, just logically, I can't see it. Right. And so in this case, you got a Braves Astros World Series. At this point, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, the Dodgers, they are capable, right, Jamar? I mean, think about it. Of course. A hundred uh and six and fifty-six. That that that's just not something that comes around every day, especially after winning the World Series especially after having the playoff success that they've had, bro, since like 2013. Like Dave Roberts came in, just changed that whole organization. They've been winning since. But Dusty Baker, bro, shout out to Dusty Baker, man, because this guy has been winning his whole career as well. Only thing he hasn't done is gotten over the mountaintop. That's the one thing that's on his resume to where he doesn't have, which is a World Series ring. Um, He'll have an ample opportunity um, and for two reasons, bro, if the Dodgers get past the Braves, they're going to be a little tired. This isn't the Rays from last year. This is the Astros. And the Astros got youth. They got bats. They got pitching. They got great management. They got it all. On top of that, they'll have rest. It's sort of like similar to the Phoenix Mercury, bro, running up against the sky. And the Phoenix Mercury was like banged up from that Vegas series. And the sky being at the weapons that they already had, right? We knew the weapons that they had. Ran into Phoenix, and Phoenix just didn't stand a chance because too many bullets for the sky, too many, too many weapons, too many, you know, too many guns you can choose from. Like it was just too much, you know. And like I think this is a similar situation here, man. If the Dodgers get past the Braves, they're gonna run up against Houston, and Houston is gonna beat the brakes off of them because they just, you know. <laughs> They got yeah. their rest, man. They, they got too many weapons to go to. Shout out to Correa and Altuve, man. These dudes are having monster postseasons. Um, but that ain't it for the uh, 
you know, <laughs> the Astros. This kid Alvarez is a baller. McCullers is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, they got bats all over the place. Alex Bregman, um, MVP candidate for this year. Um, so <laughs> do the Dodgers come back, Jamar? I don't think so. If they do, it will be amazing. But um, the Braves right now, they got nothing to lose. They are playing on house money, and they're just like kids on the playground right now. Um, and that's dangerous in October. That's really dangerous. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to go with the uh, Braves. And um, next week, bro, um, with John, we'll make our um, World Series picks. And so um, we don't know necessarily at this point who will come out. But I do know that um, if the Dodgers do come out of the NL, they will be tired um, and going up against a fresh, fresh Astros team in Houston. Um, all right. Now, we got one more thing to do, bro, before we end our podcast this morning. And this is the one-stop shop segment, bro. It's a one-stop shop segment, bro. Um, you can elaborate if you want to. But for the most part, I'm expecting a one-word response. And we're going to start this morning with the WNBA, all right? So whom will you take on your WNBA team first, Candace Park or Brittany Griner? <laughs> I know that's hard to say. <laughs> they, 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 can't, Brittany Griner, man, like, but, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Shoot, she, she she do like people been following her since Baylor. Like you 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 know what, what you're getting with Brittany Griner, but you also know what you get with Candace. I I'm, I get the slightest of slithers to, to Candace Parker. That's me. You know what? I I my heart will go with Candace Parker. And the reason why, bro, is because Candace can beat you in multiple ways, right? Exactly. The that was the key to that series, right? Brittany Griner dominated side the post. But Candace Parker can get you inside the post. She can cross you over from the three-point line and, and score like that. She can run the fast break. She can get boards. She do it all, bro. This is exactly. what really makes her great. She does it all. And this is why it was a problem for the Mercury was because the sky could beat you in so many ways. And Candace Parker was like a, what do they call that? A Swiss knife? Uh, Swiss Army you know knife. Like, Swiss Army knife. Exactly. Like, she just can, it's so many different ways you can use that knife with her. And it turned out to be pivotal for us. Um, so the Sky Man next year, bro, I'm telling you, man, they might do it again, bro. Because the way they looked, like, they're going to be just hope hard. They, I just hope they all to stay beat. together. That's all I hope, just stay yeah. together. Right. We know that often happens with championship teams, right? Like, somebody often got to go. And so, um, yeah. I'm going to go with Candace Park because of that Swiss Army knife analogy. Thank you. Um, she can do a lot, but Brittany Griner, man, that block she had on Aja Wilson. She even blocked Kalea Copper um, layup, and it was kind of funny. But um, Kalea Copper, shout out to the WNBA Finals MVP. She's a lot shorter than Brittany Griner. So but Brittany Griner, man, averaged like almost 28 points in the finals. So you can see what she was doing. She was just dominant. Um, they couldn't stop her once she got, you know, like at a certain point in the um, basket. Um, Chicago Bulls or New York, man. 
which team do you feel has the greatest chance to make some noise this season in, in, the, in our NBA playoffs? Uh, the Knicks blew out the Magic last night. The Bulls, um, I don't know if you saw that fast break, bro, with Lonzo Ball and Axe Caruso. The Bulls are fun as hell to watch. They are like lightning down the court, bro. It's like, and this is the crazy part. They got so many weapons that Vujovic is a nobody. And we, me and you know what Vujovic can do and what he's done in Orlando. And he's just like a normal Luke Loney on this team. But if we need him, we know we can get 20 and 20 Dude. easy. Dude, that, that's, why, that's why I've been raving about this team ever since they, they put all the pieces together with the bench. Like, Mm-hmm. So many, it's just like you, just and, and, and like Jamar, with the sky. Answer this question: Who is this green kid? This dude can <laughs> ball. Javante Green. This dude can ball, bro. Who is this green kid? He can ball. He's gonna well, be not, another Swiss Army knife for us. Somebody like people will sleep on this kid. This dude, dude. dude he he plays with like. Uh, I'm trying to think of a player that's a really good comparison here, but he he plays like they're he's fearless, right? He yeah. he he does he plays his role, he plays aggressive, he plays tough, he he doesn't back down from anybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. And he plays defense. He I, look, we we have dogs on the team. We have dogs, and just Absolutely. like you mentioned with the sky, that how the sky can beat you different ways. Our team can beat you different ways. It yeah. really can. Perimeter shooting. Post game, mid range, transition, half court. I mean, two man game. I've seen it all already. Three point mm-hmm. shootout. We can we can do it too. So, um, yeah, Chicago Bulls by far, by far, mm. by far. Mm. And that's interesting, man, because the New York Knicks. Um, and shout out to D Rose, um, Evan Fournier, man. Um, <laughs> He really pissed me off, though, Jamar, in the game, right, the first game. He didn't pass Derrick Rose the ball, and everybody was looking at him like, bro, like, I don't know if you're thinking that Derrick Rose is, like, just a scrub now, but he is still nice with it. Um, had a big game last night, bro, again. When he gets in the game, bro, you should have seen the alley hoops he was throwing to Obi Toppin, bro. Like, the crossovers, D-Rose, was, I mean, he ain't where he used to be, but Jamar – he ain't far. He is not far. I don't know how. Uh, he's like Aquaman. He has like made a complete resurgence. And um, I'm very proud because I'm still always watching those old tapes. But Derrick Rose still got it, man. Um, the Knicks are definitely fun to watch. And um, whoever they play in New York, man, because New York, man, they be routed. They, they just throw, throw those fans are. They just crazy up there, man, for real. But the Bulls got some fans, too, now. Come on, man. And so, all right. Uh, I'm with you, bro. I'm going to go with the Bulls. Um, on the other hand, this season, my friend, will the Nets miss Kyrie Irving? Yes. Yes. I'm with you. I believe they'll miss Kyrie Irving. They squeaked out a game, a win against Philly yesterday. There. Philly falter, man. They, Philly was blowing them out. I saw um, the Nets came back. So, I mean, that says something like without Kyrie Irving, I'm not like I feel like the East is wide open. That's how I feel with them. 
Ben is yours without him. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are the Warriors, my friend, a major threat this season? Yes. Yes. When when Clay Thompson gets there in, in a, about a month or less, yes. Mm-hmm. They're doing their thing now. Yes. Right. Very impressive wins on the road um, against, against the Lakers Clippers and the Clippers. Teams. I mean, both L.A. teams. Right. You know, um, I mean, it's in the same stadium, <laughs> but, you know, like, very impressive wins, um, and they took care of both teams. Um, and both teams are winning at, you know, the late points of the game. And the Warriors, their offense, man, um, it shows you, Jamar, they can score a lot of points, man, even without Clay. And when Clay come back, oh, my goodness, it's just going to be a barrage. It's going to be a barrage of just bullets and, and buckets and, you know, just a lot to deal with with the Warriors. And, you know, Steph Curry came yesterday and, he had his coming out party yesterday. He didn't even do nothing against the Lakers the other day. Speaking of the Lakers, Jamar, are the Lakers overrated? As of right now, yes. Mm. Yes, as of right now. This hurts me to see, man, as a LeBron fan. Mm. It's bad. So do, do, do the Lakers, like, what's the outlook? Like, are they going to – are they making the playoffs or what? Like – I mean, like they, they're way too talented not not to make the playoffs. But it's like, is is the chemistry ever going to be there? That's that's the key. Like, are are you going to have the chemistry to to get there? Because I didn't, ex- I I actually picked the Lakers to win last night. Because I thought like, okay, you know, first game, I get that. But, geez, they they got smacked. They got smacked. They bound down by 32 at one point. Yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad that Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard got into it on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's about, to, he's about to throw hands on the sideline, man. So <laughs> I got money on Dwight. <laughs> I agree with you, man. And so, like, the Lakers, man, right now, it ain't looking too good in Lakerland. There's some concern for sure. And, and the concern is so many concerns with Frank Vogel, number one. Me and you both thought, I especially thought that Frank Vogel, I don't know if he was going to be a long-term solution for this team. Um, that's an issue. Age, as we know, is an issue, uh, Jamar. Russell Westbrook and how he just throws teams off. His first game was terrible. Um, a lot of his plays were game-changing plays in which the Lakers should have beat the Warriors. Um, and that's just a few things with the Lakers. And so um, – Right now, I'm agreeing with you. They are overrated. Um, I think they do pick it up at a beginning point of maybe, you know, they got to get well into the season, I think, to really find a mojo, bro. But right now, they're not looking so hot. And so it is concerning Lake of Land for sure. And so with that being said, my brother, um, congrats to the Chicago Sky again. Um, final thoughts and shout-outs as we head into the weekend. Uh, yeah, I just got a, a quick bone to pick here. And it's with that, uh, you know, that, that 75 anniversary list that the NBA oh, came yeah. out with and, you know, it, they ended up with a tie. So it's 76 players on the list. And so two players on that list, I feel like have no business on that list right now, which is Damian Lillard. As much as I love Damian Lillard, he has no business on that list. And Anthony Glassman Davis, he has no business on that list either, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So we we just gonna snub people like Trace McGrady, Vince Carter, Grant Hill, Penny Hardaway, and not put. And we're gonna not put one of my those guys. My biggest snub was T Mac. My that was my biggest snub, and I don't even know how Rick Barry got on there. So yeah, that that list. A majority got on there through his sons or something like. I, I maybe majority of the list is fine. It's just like, bro, like, like, are you living in in the moment? Is it recency bias with some of these guys? I I, I don't right. get it. Some of those names are very very weird. Like, like, like Damian, you you telling me Damian Lillard is a top seventy five player in the whole history of the NBA right now, Mm-mm. right now, and that man no. has been the one Western Conference Finals, right. No. But now, Jamar, bro, you are not the only one. It's people all over the sports world talking about this. Like, yesterday, I was just minding my business. <laughs> and people were talking about it on NBA. Um, not NBA radio. This was, um, like, mad sports radio, a whole nother channel. And they were just talking about some people in there. Like, some of these folks, you know, like, as example, I don't even know who the hell Dave Douche – Dave Debuchere, I Googled him. I I had to Google him. Um, He wasn't all that for me. But, um, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, what do you think it is, Shamar? You got to kind of put Russell Westbrook maybe on there because of the triple-double stuff, right? Yeah. Because of um, the triple-doubles and because of – MVP season. Yeah, I have no problem with Westbrook on the list. I get that. That one I get. Steph Curry on the list, of course. I get that too. Giannis on there, I get that. Kawhi on there, I I get that too. It's just like because those guys done it for so long and they won, and they won. Mm-hmm. Except except Westbrook, but Westbrook, you know his triple double seasons, like that's an anomaly. Three three years. Averaging a triple double, you gotta get right. this one. I, I get that. Yeah, it's, it's the Lillard. Davis. I don't know about that no. one. Is no. it a little too early for Giannis too? I think if he didn't win last year, then yeah, he shouldn't have been on that list. I think between that and him having Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season, it's like his accolades are like like they're top tier. You could put those accolades on there. They're they're top tier and. and he won. He got it done. That performance in the finals was was a one. So, right, right, right. And he could be probably at the bottom of the list, but I feel like he belongs. It's just the Damian Lillard, the Anthony Davis, that dude that you mentioned that you had to Google. Like I saw that name, I, I'm like, who are you? Like right. so, mm-hmm. like McGrady was my favorite player growing up after Jordan, and I, I feel like he should have been on the list. I can make a Dwight Howard should have been on there before Anthony Davis. Right. I mean, I could make a case for Penny Howard. Howard. A lot of people sleep on his accolades, Dwight Howard. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. We just going to ignore that? Right. Yeah, for me, man, my biggest poem, my biggest bones was T-Mac, though, and Grant Hill. Yes. So those, Grant those Hill, were like, six know. straight all-NBA teams. Like, yeah. People don't realize all how life. good Grant Hill was. People right. don't realize. Right. Dude was the truth, man. Absolutely. And so – NBA 75 list. Hey, man. They always bring up debate. <laughs> yep. Things like this always bring up a debate. And so um, thanks for pointing that out, man. Um, 
I guess they feel like they got it right, but they, they missed a few for sure. Um, and so with that being said, man, as we head into the weekend, any final thoughts or shout outs? Uh, now that, that, that was my bone to pick on that shout out, man. All right, man. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the weather's getting cooler folks. So, um, you know, get your coats on the other hand, uh, it's still a Delta variant out there. And so don't get caught lacking too hard. All right. Um, if you ain't vaccinated, wear that mask. Um, cause it ain't for you. It's for somebody else. And so with that being said, uh, thank you for your participation this morning, my brother. Um, and thank you for those that will participate in, you know, even looked at the video this morning. We appreciate uh, you just stopping by with us this morning on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. We appreciate you all. Have a great weekend. Peace. Deuces.